Hi guys, hi everyone. Um, welcome back to the latest to single ladies podcast by Hepziba Francis. And thank you for joining us for the past weeks that we have been here. And today I have another amazing guest with us. Um, I don't want to do, I don't want to preempt her or do anything and just welcome. Hi sis, hi success, welcome. <laughs> hi, hi everybody, good. Okay, I'll say, I don't know, but this is, this is Nigeria's time, this is evening. Okay, I'll say good evening. I am Success King, that's my name. And um, <laughs> yeah, this interview is going to be amazing. So for me, sorry, don't mind my voice. My voice, I, I'm already a presenter, so just get, just get along with that, yeah, okay? Welcome. And so I'm going to say thank you for having me on this platform. Yeah, and thank you so much I for just want to have a nice um, time together. Please, can you introduce yourself? I know you've told us your name already, but who is success? What does success do? Okay, I am success king. I am... I do so many things. Okay, first I'm going to start with what I do. I'm a radio presenter or um, in worry, because that's why I am. I am a radio presenter on the channel Melody FM, it's 8.6. I am also a network marketer with Longreach. Wow. I am also a chef, I cook, and um, I'm an MC. Yes, I'm an MC. I anchor wow. events and... Yes. That is what I do. So you can you see, I have the, many you are things the to do. Some time business woman. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you, you are a media personality. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much and welcome. Yes, Guys, I'm a media personality. We're going to be having a very real conversation with Success Tonight. First of all, let me just give you a bit of background with the reason or how success is on this podcast with us tonight so i don't know how many of you have read my book my new book surviving singlehood if you haven't read it guys you have to go get a copy from online amazon kindle cadabooks bamboos just get a copy and read so success read the book and she started to tell me or talk to me about her testimony and on how she was a bit like Lara in the book. So there's this part of the book where Lara in a very desperate um, um, bid to get married walks into a prayer meeting organized by a pastor who starts to give them tips on how to get married to their guy in less than a year. And part of the tips he gave to Lara was, you know, you have to get pregnant for this man. You have to sleep with the man and make sure you get pregnant for him because that's going to facilitate him taking you to the altar. So Sussex reads the book and tells me, Ziva, I was actually like Lara. And it blew my mind because it just showed to me that I wasn't just writing, you know, of course, I write my books um, praying over it and as led by the Holy Spirit. But it really showed to me that God was touching on issues that a lot of his people are actually going through or have gone through. So I wanted success to speak to this issue, this part of, you know, desperation to get married that makes you do anything, 
anything at all, including trying to get pregnant for the man to take it to the altar, you would do anything at all. And from someone who has been at that standpoint, I wanted her to share with us from her story. So, sis, could you just share with us, how did you get to Lara's point? How did you get there? <laughs> okay, I got to Lara's point in my life when I, I think I was out of school. I have graduated from school. I graduated quite early. So um, I graduated at 21. And I was supposed to graduate before then. So I was like, okay, because I transferred from, from particular school to another because of crisis. So I think when I turned 24, that was 2018-2017-18. And I felt like, ah, uh, uh, I said, twenty four years old. See, you, we are not dating any guy. Like, there's no guy. Trust mm. me. Yeah, you know when you like, there's no guy. There's no serious guy. You can just have whatever you want to have, and well, that's good. But I had to tell myself at the point. I said, Mm-mm. so okay. So I got to a point whereby any man that invites me to your house or to his house, I'll just go. I said, see, I beg, I don't know whether this will be my future husband and stuff like that. And my mom will even know even help issues. So she will always say, I was like, it's how far now? No guy. I'm like, ah, there's one guy. I'm going to share the story personally. I went to Lagos time of my life. I went to Lagos to actually see a guy. And the way I was treated when I got to Lagos was heartbreaking. Because when I got to Lagos, because this person was talking about marriage, and I was like, okay, fine. He, this person is like like my mom's age or he's older than my mom. So I'm like, in my baby, Jerry, I can just cope. Even that's where my mind was telling me, success, can you cope? How long will he stay and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how big I will cope so far? I'm all, I must marry. And you know, funniest part is that parents mm-hmm. don't even help you. They will even make you feel like, my dad will sit me down every morning by 5 a.m. and tell me success. Do you know what? when you finish from school. I don't know where you get mm. that part of the Bible that said that woe to a woman that don't, doesn't have a child or something. Mm. I don't know where they get that part. You don't know how to twist the Bible. And so I got to Lagos. While I was in Lagos, I, I wasn't treated right. And I'm one person that I tend to always tell God, see, instead of me to hate somebody, Give me the grace to forgive this person. I can be saying how last time you can live here or just give me grace not to. So he like has success your murmuring and things like that. I'm like, he's no murmuring that he said, No worry. He didn't drop me at the park. Mm. I had to find my way to the park. That was the first time I was in Lagos on my own. My dear, that was devastating. And so I had to my pastor will call me like 6 a.m. because I had to tell him, see, yeah, daddy, I'm going to. I'm going to this guy's place and everything. Mm. For for how many years he has been asking me out, and I, I don't have this conviction in my spirit to go, but due to the inspiration, I'm just go to going now. You know, no, maybe if you be, I said, okay, I have to be an Go. Yes. So I was like, okay, fine, no problem. So I got there. But I go back home crying. In short, that was this time I made up my mind, see, Anyone that wants to marry me, you can't come to look for me where I am. Forget about it. I won't go. And it was crazy. Nothing happened, but it was really crazy. And I was trying to just say, see, God, 
anyhow, I was married. I, I could do anything just for marriage. I could just say, ah, this guy will just come. Ah, let's have one or two. But I had to sit myself down at the time. When I turned 25, I told myself and I told God, I was praying that day. I said, Lord, see my life. Use it to your glory. I've been in church all my life. But you see now, it's me and you. How you want to do it? I don't know. Just help me. And I, I, I was praying for marriage. I was praying the partner wasn't coming, wasn't coming. So, mm-hmm. you know, I even stopped praying for it again. I said, I beg you, leave marriage. Anytime it comes, let it come. And I had to start focusing on my assignments, God's plan for my life. I had to, there were times I missed it. But I had to t- decide one day and place a tag on myself. Mm-hmm. See, success, you're worth more than any other thing that a man sees you for. You are valuable. You are meant to be loved. I said talking to myself because I will always cry after everything has happened. Even some wow. pastors will tell me, see, just give in. I'm like, ah, I told myself, see, whoever I want to get married to, I don't want to have sex with my husband before marriage because it will break. I, I didn't want to have to do the console. Where lead me to? I beg you, when I leave us on one side. Ah, I've been doing it for a while. I didn't see any result. Only God had broken. Things happened to me that I was like, ah, ah, no, no, please let me do it. Let me stay with God now. Let me see how it's going to be. And when I had the last encounter with a man, so I told you, I said, God, see, Lord, it's me and you right now. Me and you. So you see, you need to help me because eh, I can't help myself. And I stopped praying for marriage. Even when I went to church, when they call single sisters, they want to get married. I don't go outside. I sit down. So I said, you know what, Mary? I want to get married. Yeah. I don't think I want to idolize marriage. Like, I want to idolize, like, okay, this is one God. And I, all my prayer points would be, God, give me husband. You know what I just did? One morning, I just prayed. Even my in-laws, the kind of mm-hmm. husband I want. The, the, even I thought the sexual life was my husband. I had to pray for it and say, God, you see me. You know, when it comes to this part, me, I'm not, I, you see, I don't like it. So you just help me because mm-hmm. this part, you need to, I prayed for everything according to what I wanted. And I relaxed. And I said, see, God, see this marriage thing. You do it in your own time. I don't even know when to happen. Mm-hmm. I won't give you a time. I won't give you, I won't give you a time at all. Just do it your way. And do you know what? I think that same time when I just... You know something? Uh, um, there's a book I read, Shinere Distinguished Man Clinics. I went to my own man clinics last year, June. Uh, and I, read, I said my man clinics, I said, see, God, no relationship, nothing, no string, nothing, not everybody, just stay. Mm-hmm. Let me stay. Now, it's purity time for me and you. I'll mm-hmm. know you better. In September, that's when I got a proposal. Yeah. So you see, so desperate measures. When well, you are desperate, it's it really makes life hard. You not say you just want to fit in. You just want to fit in. I like okay, fine. Just fit into so the thing. Mm-hmm. But now you have to now know that know that God has a better plan for your life. So now just know desperation doesn't take you far. Desperation will only make you feel like ah. This kind of thing. Uh, see, people mm. must have good must anything to marry, just like the book, mm. uh, Hamaka, or what's her name. She has no extra miles. <laughs> That's what people do because of marriage. But you see, in my own case, I had to tell God mm. at the time. I said, Lord, see, this issue, I, I rather let you handle it your way and do it your time. That's wow. that's. That's yeah. how that's how my journey of desperation. Ah, I let this. I'm not desperate. Yeah. 
I decided to relax and God did it in his own time. God gave me the best. He did not just give me any young one. He gave me someone I could say, ah, thank you. When I look at him every day, I say, God, thank you for him. Because you knew why you preserved him for a long time. So that's it. <laughs> I want you to speak to the issue of even pastors saying that you can sleep with the guy so long as he wants to marry you. Because <laughs> I wrote this in the book, In Surviving Singlehood. And just seeing your real life example, what would you say to a girl who a pastor is with everything you know now, with the truth and everything that God has taught you? What would you say to a young girl who a pastor and, you know, she sees him as somebody who carries the word of God and knows the truth of God's word and is giving her this advice saying you can sleep with the man and have sex with him so long as she is marriage now. Just go with what's there. What would you say to her from the truth of God's word as you know it now? <laughs> uh, I will tell every young person out there that just tend to know God's word for yourself. You see the word we lead today is crazy, very crazy. Because even uh, even some of the people we, we tend to look up to, most of them are failed us. I will tell people, like each time I talk about anything, I just, and God has said, taking mm. me through something that we should not always call the wrong things right. Mm. Because now in the world, people see the wrong things as the right thing. For example, I don't like having conversations with anybody about my sexual life with my husband-to-be. Because it's none of your business. And besides, if I tell him, he will tell me, babe, don't ever engage yourself in that kind of discussion. But now, if a pastor tells you that, see, have sex, don't. <laughs> you know why? Because when you do, by the pain that you will feel, it's more than the act itself. Because that pain, you were like, after everything, but he told me to do this, he told me to do that. Yes, many people told me to do that. Well, I prayed and I said, God, I don't want to have this sexual intercourse with my husband. Let it be when that day comes, uh-huh, so we can have it. And we can, I will get tired of having it safe. So what is the essence of me getting, why do I want to rush? Why do I rush? And when you come back, when you come to a pastor that tells you that, ah, he just has sex. The first thing I'll have to tell you is that, first of all, flee for your life. Very important. Because... It's not always easy. I tend right now in my at this mm. junction of my life, I tend to see what I hear. I don't retain everything. Mm. Because now I tend to study God's word for myself and know the truth for myself. Because many of us don't take time to study God's word and say, God, this is it. There are some principles I've been talking to my partner about. I'm also going to talk about it. Mm. I, I'm like, Jesus, so yeah. this part is in the Bible, and I've been so confused. Do you understand? So now I tend to see, mm. oh, God, so you could actually lead me through a better path than this path. When I, when I was praying for my partner, the word of God he gave to me was Hebrews 13.4. Even setting for what is it saying? He said marriage is unable to the bed on the field. I'm like, okay, this is an instruction. So something don't even go there. Because for your marriage to be honorable. I'm like, okay. Some people right now they ask me, I says, have you not had sex? What of you have if you get pregnant? I say with who? 
Eh? Who that? I can't tell him that what. Even if I feel naturally I'm human, even if I feel like, okay, fine, this is what's happening to me. I only discuss this is what's happening. You know? We'll talk about it, we'll laugh about it, and we are good to go. But say coming to do the act, well, we at that time, is not there. So I will tell you as a young person, mm. either a guy or a girl, you know, say you can't have sex, my dear. Mm. Tell them you've heard, though. Then see what, flee for your life. And do it. Because mm. this thing called mm. sex is more than the physical attribute you see. It's more spiritual. So how many people do I want to bind with? How many people? How many people? How many spirits do I want to carry into my body? I'll not dump it in one innocent man's life. That doesn't mean anything. There's some people that carry some kind of mm. spirits that you don't even know what is happening to you. It's what you've done. So for me, it's just flee. Don't listen to those kind of advice. Listen to advice that suits your soul. And tend to listen to your mm. spirit. Because right now, let's learn to listen mm. to God. And do what her wow. spirit says we should wow. do. And, and so as you were just speaking, the scripture that kept coming to mind, know, Paul said, he said, follow me as I follow Christ. The scriptures never said we should follow pastors or follow men of God blindly. <laughs> the Bible even speaks about the Berean Christians Pastor. that after they were taught, they would go back and they would begin to search the scriptures for themselves. To know if what they had been taught was according to the word of God. So guys, please, please, because this is a serious issue. It's a big issue. The matter of purity and chastity in relationships is now being bastardized. And I love how God gave you that word. It was like a warning and a word all at the same time. Like you can do it if you like, but your marriage won't be honorable before me. And you know how God deals with honor. He said, he who honors me. I will honor, but the one who despises me, I will despise. So imagine starting your marriage on the foundation that God despises what you have. We're not saying that there's no mercy. There's mercy. You can, you can, you know, relay foundations by mercy. But why go in when you can start right? You know. So see, success. Thank you so much for sharing that. I want you to speak also to the value of your body. You said something about um, after a while, you had to sit yourself down and begin to talk to yourself about how valuable your body is, you know, and the, yeah. And, and I know there's a scripture that says in first Corinthians six, that yes, you were yes. bought with a price, you know, that your body is so honor God with your body. I just wanted to speak to that issue to someone right. who doesn't, who thinks I can just give it, you know, speak to the value of honor bodies for me i will tell you that um i think i i i said last year uh last year after after my my, i just had to go see see lord i was coming from lagos but you see this matter it has ended as i'm coming from this place it has ended and i placed the price tag on myself this is what i did i placed the price tag on myself and told myself, mm. see, success, you're worth more than any man's dump site. <laughs> That's what I use. Mm. That's the world. I tell myself, see, success, you're not wow. a man's dump site. You know, when you want to have sex, you call you. That's rubbish. Wow. Success, how will God feel when you have to remove all the children from your womb because you want to know all those kind of things, you not know, take drugs and things like that? For me, those things drain me off like for. 
for two weeks, I've not gotten myself back. So I had tend to now study my body system and how it works with some kind of things I do. So I had to place a tag on myself. Let's see, success, I am more valuable. See, the man that will get married to me is blessed. First, because I have to think what I have content in my head. Ah, sorry, you have too many contents that you want to do work. And I have to tell myself, see, I want God wherever he is, even when I want to see him, I want God to see me worthy of his love because I don't want to mess myself up. And one thing keep on going that I am a blessing to my generation that as I see myself like, I'm living a legacy and I want to leave a good one on the face of the earth. I am, I, I am one person that I'm, a, I'm an advocate for intentional parenting because I tend to see that most of our parents, it's wonderful. We have wonderful people that don't even set the right precepts for us to follow. I didn't come from that kind of home, but I had to set that for my children. I want a situation whereby you will see me as a woman and you cannot tell me, see, see that girl, I've stepped in town. Uh-uh. That's the tag I placed on myself. How to see my body. Uh-uh. God, God gave me this body. And you know one thing I said, changing my mindset. I changed my mindset that, see, my body, people see my body. I'm endowed. Thank God for that. I'm beautiful. God made me beautiful because hmm. my beauty is what to attract men to your kingdom, not to attract men to hell. Hmm. but it's what to attract to your kingdom, not attract them to hellfire because they got loved. But my body is one thing that will bring men. They're like, huh, are you a Christian? Hmm. Yes, I am. It's not even about tongue-talking Christian, but with evidence. That's okay. Hmm. I have my values. I said, I wrote down my values that same year. Since I will not do success. My values for my own self. And my core values is excellence, purity, faithfulness, communication. I had to write those values. These are things I can't break, no matter what. That's why even it's even tomorrow is unconscious. I want to mm. come towards them. So do what? What's the meaning of that? That time has passed. Not now. This is new me. This is new, new success. So you can't call me to come to one place. How much do you want to do? For this part, it's not the money. It's what's my reputation? Because I say I see myself as a generational blessing to others. So I tend to like honor myself. I wear clothes that are fitted. I wear clothes that makes me look beautiful. I don't expose myself. I tend to not even allow one person to see the other part. No, that will not carry that guy to lost. Because I'm one very hipsy person. Mm. But right now I tell myself, see, even if I'm wearing trousers, I'll wear it with mm. one big shirt or I'll wear it with something. So that you won't get lost because I don't want because of me. After I tell some men, I say, see, this is just five yeah. minutes. It's not even up to five minutes pleasure. Yeah. So why waste your destiny for many minutes? Even when I get people calling me, that's this. And one thing has helped me over this time is because I always tell my partner, babe, see, do you know, see, someone just talked to me about this and so. So when we talk about it, it makes me hmm. not to... I am accountable to him just like he's accountable to God. So sometimes when I tell him things, I will not even keep that thing in my head. To, I will be thinking about it because I'm accountable to someone. Someone is holding me responsible for anything. So that's why I said, place my body like, and my body is God's temple. And the spirit mm. of God must, because mm. I know the kind of spirit. I want to be a carrier of his presence anywhere I go. Mm. I want to mm. command you. I don't need to be a pastor if I could pray for the sick to get healed. 
So that wow. that gets me going. Like, you no, know, see, I'm a carrier mm-hmm. of God's presence, so I can't defile myself because He paid the price for me. So why should I make him feel stupid? So no, know myself, keep my body and so that's one thing. Wow. Those are the metals I actually use that has helped me keep <laughs> my body till tomorrow. Oh, wow. So when I get married, it's, ah, my dear, exactly we'll do a like retire. <laughs> putting your sights on things that are above, on the things that are eternal and not on the things that are temporal. Because sometimes the reason why we really look at our bodies and do whatever we want with it, with yeah. whoever we want, is because we don't place the same price that God places on it. We are, we are almost like Esau, the person who sacrifices his birthright on the yeah. altar of porridge, you know? And we do these things and God is just like, you don't know, you don't know who you are. So I'm, I'm thankful that you really broke yeah. down the essence of um, value for your body. Two quick things, and then um, we're going to let you go. I want to speak, I want you to speak to grace. So for the person who, the person is like, I've done this. Like, I want to stop. I don't know how to turn mm-hmm. back around. I don't know if God will have me. How do we, do I even start building a relationship with God again? You know, I have all these regrets. I have all this. I feel like, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know how to start. How do I, how do I turn around? Make a U-turn and begin to build a relationship with God again. One in purity, one where I love him and he's the uppermost part of my life and not just because I'm living for a man or for the love of a man. Okay, for myself, what I did was, see, there's a part of brokenness you will get to. Is that um, while I was in Lagos, even when I had the last phase of what I had, I, I, at that point, I was crying and said, Lord, see, mm. if you don't help me, I will know it myself. Ah, that's the truth about it. I had to sit down and I was broken, like broken, broken. I cried. I said, God, see. I know I've 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 missed a lot of things. I started thinking about remembering things I did in school, how my service to God and everything. And where well, I just got to a point, I said, "No, see, I have an advocate. I have God. I have Jesus to advocate on my behalf." And I had to when I go home, I cried. So I cried and I cried for like, you know what, you're beating yourself up and say you're feeling guilty and guilty. But I had to say, God, see, you need to help me at this point because I can help myself. For now, I surrender everything to you. I surrender my mind, my body, my spirit, and my soul. And just help me to love you just the way you are. That's when I, I call God. That's what I call him. I call him my exceptional friend because he's so exceptionally exceptional to me. Because he's like showing me his love. You know, when sometimes I feel God wrapping me in his hands and like, okay, don't cry, dear. Just I, that's what I used to, I used to mm. think about one thing. Like, I don't want to be an adult before you. See, I want to be that child that you always cuddle. Like, oh, Raka, mm. bye, baby. That is who I want to always be. I don't want to be a man or a big girl before, even in my old age. I want to mm. be that same child that you cuddle, you kiss, and you know, when you know that father. So I had to sit down and say, Lord, you need to help me because this is the decision I've taken. For now, men, 
nah, just leave it. But just help me stay focused. Even when I'm feeling, when I'm having my issues, women and everything, I just say, God, you see, even when I'm feeling like all these things right now, I just, I'm feeling the way women will feel, feel the sexual drive. I say, God, you see, I've told you that I don't want to go back, so you need to help me. And I told him, see, trust me, how I said for coming. Before now, I can't say no. But now, I can say no without even feeling guilty. I can say, so I said, that's an idea. I want to, can we meet? Where? What hotel? I'm sorry, I can't come home. Hey, what happened? Not no. We are good, but no, no, I can't come. Because he gave me the grace to say no. Before now, I couldn't say no to anybody. I'll just say, okay, let me go now. Maybe, maybe this guy will give me 5K. Excuse me. But right now, I can say no without feeling guilty. So God's grace is real. The most important thing is just ask mm. him for mercy and tell him to fill you mm. with, with his love. You know the exceptional love that nobody can give to you? That exceptional love that no, no, even money can buy. So even I've come to understand, even the, in this period, I've tend to know that God really loves me. I think about some things I've done. I didn't die. Ah, I did. It's God. God had to see. To have a purpose for your life. And I knew why you went through a lot of things because I wanted to use to help others. So when I wake up in the morning and it's God, I have a story to share. I have I have dreams to to build. I tell myself every day, I'll take 10 children off the streets because I know what I went through growing up as a child. So God's grace is real. You just have to acknowledge it in your life. So don't, because don't, it's not don't by power, is, don't but run it's away by his and grace. say he's not going to take me back. But instead, go to him. No, no, no run away. <laughs> hmm. I mean, don't run away because that's when the devil will start giving these accusing voices. Like, see, God will forgive. Did you forget so she went to sleep with that guy yesterday? Have you forgotten? Which God will forgive you? And if you start feeling guilty, like, ah, God, ah, you can't forgive me. No, don't just tell, mm. pour out your heart to him and he listens and he knows what to do it in his way. So for me, I would advise that person, no matter how far you've gone, God still loves you and he will still give you a better wow. end because the end is better than the beginning. We speak to of pressure. Pressure from friends, pressure from family, pressure from... <laughs> How 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 can ah. you deal with this? Jesus, have it. Oh God, uh, fragile. I'm gonna say fragile. Hmm. If you have a father like mine, that can pressurize you. Oh. You can just you can just do undoable. But one thing I mm. tend to do when I say mm. mastering myself is that I tend to block mm. my ears of something. No one the Bible told us to guide our hearts diligently. Hmm. I guess I find up that principle. If it's before now, my father received me. I tell you, 5 a.m. every morning, call me, wake me up. I've not even woken up from my bed, sitting down for like yeah. four hours, talking about marriage. In my mind, I'm like, marriage didn't work yourself, so why are you giving me the stress? You knew at the time that I was prepared to get married because 
what kind of marriage I saw was crazy. And I'm like, if that's a marriage, we have a make a dusty. I cannot. But fragile with time, I said, I know how to learn to overlook some things. People will give you pressure. But one thing is make up your mind what you want. Because my dad will always prioritize me success. You no, know, get married. I'm the first, I'm the first of five. So like get married this one hour. But me, I told myself, marriage for me is the blissful. Marriage for me will not be like their own. Marriage for me will be like heaven on earth marriage. That's what I told myself. So I told myself, so I had to take my time to pray. I had to take my time to write out the kind of things I want to see my husband. And not only my husband, the kind of thing I want to do as a wife, the kind of life I want to live too as a wife. People will prejudice you. But now, my sisters and my brother, tell, you know what I do when my father is giving prejudice? After we finish our conversation, I'm going to tell God, God, you see, my father said I should get married, but if there's no husband, so what should I do? And when I talk about that like that, I it tends to I tend to relieve myself. So when I talk to God, like talk to him like I'm seeing him, just like the way I'm talking to you, I'll say, God, see, my father said I should get married, but there's no man. So where should I stress myself from? And two, so, the kind of man I want to marry, he has not come yet. And so when he comes, I will know. So I'm going to make you feel like, ah, oh, you're too choosy. My mommy got a point. She said, so, 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 let me go and see what's your problem. I said, mommy, I like what? I don't understand. She said, is it that you, why is, why is it that you are trying to just be, you know what, Mary, what do you define for man? Is it money? I said, mommy, it's not money. And I said, hey, what is it? I said, Mommy, when, when, when the, when the husband comes, I will know. She not said eh. Hey. So as you say, you don't need to select. <laughs> I told her, I said no, I'm not. I said yes, I will select. I'll take my time to select. You see, because this is is for a, for a lifetime. Because I don't intend coming back to your house after mm, it. Wow. So she's saying, well, just take it easy. You wow. try to lower your standards. At the time, she now called and said, success, when you like school. I said, school. Mm. I said, mommy, I will have a PhD. You see, my family, nobody has PhD. Me, success. I'll be called Dr. Success wow. with my husband's name alongside. Wow. She now said, eh. Wow. She's saying, well, you know, say, if you two go to command, I'll go marry you. Wow. I said, come, where did you get those mouths from? I said, no, no, no. Even my husband's house, even if I don't have the money right now to do PhD, I will still go to school. I said, because in the history of my father, who has gone to school? Nobody. But for me, I will break that yoko, whether the devil likes it or not. And she now said, ah, so just take it easy, Sha. I said, mommy, don't worry. Mm-hmm. So I tend to tell her some things that I tell telling her my dreams for life. So she said, okay, Sha, you say the one I don't feel do just my picking, just try to make it do I mean. I'll say okay. Mm. So how I overcome pressure is I tend not to listen. I still hold on to what I want. Mm. I hold on to my values. I hold on to the dream I have for myself. Because sometimes people can talk you out of your dreams if you're not careful. 
So people will talk you out like, I think I beg you as a woman, because people think as a woman or as a certain person when you get a certain age, is that you just like, I don't worry, don't think fair. Uh, God, God will. No, I told myself that there are some things God won't do for me, but I'll have to do it myself. Hmm. Right now, how I handle pressure, I just tend to look at it. Don't worry, it will pass. Keep quiet. Just listen. Keep quiet. Don't talk. If you're still staying with your parents, don't talk. Just do yes, my yes, sir. Okay. Thank you. No problem. If you are still eating their food, try as in as much as possible to try to make a living for yourself. Mm. And if you could actually make a living for yourself and leave their house, my dear, you see that the pressure will reduce. Then you do your thing at your own pace. Don't allow anybody to rush mm. you. Some people have gotten married to people they never yeah. imagined to get married to because of pressure, societal yeah. pressure. Nobody asks you how prepared are you for marriage. They only ask you when are we eating cake. Mm. But when you fail in marriage, you'll be the first person to tell you, how hey, you're not mm. seeing him before you marry him. <laughs> or didn't you see him or her before you get married to? Because I hear that over time. I tell this on myself, see, see, I don't want a situation where by tomorrow they'll not tell me success. Is it that you didn't see your husband before you get married to him? No. So I won't allow pressure like oh now. Some people I'll wait for my season and just stay and try to do what God wants me to do and pray. And still trust God to help me. So that's how I will comprehend you. Keeping quiet is one thing. Then try to work out things that you know you can do that will make you, when they are even talking, say, you just be smiling. Don't argue with people. Don't keep quiet. Become a fool. That's what I do to my dad. Like, okay, just, um, okay, no problem. Thank you, sir. I, I carry myself. I leave that place. But I know what I want because he's not going to stay there. I'm the one that's going to stay there. So why the rush? Wait for your time. Wait for your season. Because if you don't, if you miss your time and your season, my dear, sometimes it's hard to come by. Many people have many times a season, but wait for your time. And also be sensitive when your time comes. Because a lot of people, AKA, they don't, they're not sensitive when their time comes for marriage. So That's what I would say. Thank you so much for sitting in with us today. I want you to just um, just wrap up by declaring some affirmations over the girl who was like you and Lara before or now currently. Just declare some of the things that you know you said to yourself. Just declare it over that person who may be listening right now. Okay, for me, I would tell every person who was like me and like Lara, that waits for your time. And you see one thing, love yourself. <laughs> Very important. See, tell yourself, I love myself. Tell yourself, I look beautiful. Tell yourself, me, I used to tell myself, even tonight, I tell myself that. See, success, God gave you fine eyes. God gave you fine smile. God gave you wonderful physique. <laughs> so when I look at myself like I'm like, I'm okay, I'm fine, beautiful, God. So I tell myself every day I love myself. I tell myself that I am I am a generational blessing. I write on my walls most times on on WhatsApp the kind of woman that I am. I tell myself I am one very kind woman that's I'm happy that I love myself too much. So someone tell me, like, how are you going to be writing about yourself? Like, 
Let someone give you a colleague. I said, no, if I wait for someone to give me a colleague, it'll be too long. Mm-hmm. So I write to myself like I'm the girlfriend of myself. You know, when you're writing to your lover, I write letters to myself. So when I finished, some people ask me, success, why are you doing that? I said, because that's how I want to feel when someone tells me. But before someone tells me, let me tell myself. And now I'll tell you, person, that if you're like me or like Nara, yes, you've made a mistake. Dust yourself and start again. Don't sit down there. Tell yourself how valuable you are. Tell yourself, I tell myself I'm a mother to generation. I tell myself every day that I am one, I have a voice. The world will hear my voice because I have a beautiful voice. So the world will hear my voice at any time. This experience is for God's purpose. And I would declare to every person is that it, no matter where you're going to or whatever you've been through, that God will always be there for you. I pray and I tell any person there that God will see you through the season and God will give you your own. And that you'll make the best of your time. That in your season, you will not miss it. That you will live a life of purity just like if I could live a life of purity, you can live a life of purity. I'm happy where I am today and you'll be happy. Tell yourself that I am meant to be loved. I am meant to be loved. I deserve to be loved. I deserve to be cared for. I deserve to be loved by God. And God seizes you. God loves you more than you ever think of. God loves you more than your sin. God loves you more than all those things you've done. Because he has a place for you. You are, not, you have, you are here on this earth for a purpose. And you will fulfill destiny. You will not just waste. But God will pick you out, clean you, and you start again. That's why I have to tell every person there, like God loves you, but love yourself too. You know that part of the Bible that Jesus told us? He said, love your neighbor as yourself. First of all, love yourself before you can love others. Serve others too. It will help you heal faster. Thank you so much. So that's what I would say. Thank you. you have it. If you need to talk to any one of us, just, um, I think you can leave a message on the podcast and get to us. I'd link you to success. Um, and then finally, if you have not read the book Surviving Singlehood, we will advise you to please, yes, go read the book. Go read the book. Please read the book. <laughs> ah, yes, read that. Read that. See, for me, I would tell every person there, Surviving Singlehood, it's, it's really, for me, I would say I enjoyed my single life because that was when I had to discover the things I could handle, the things I could tolerate from someone else. See, surviving singlehood is one face of your life. Because here I am about to be married and I'm like, oh good. <laughs> this is I will be I'll be more married than when I'm single. So I'm like, okay, find this space. But you know one thing I'm happy about that I spent my single so when I was choosing a partner, I know that ah I was asking him some kind of question. Like, hey, this thing, if God said we should do this, what would you do? Say, okay. I said, okay. So because see, if you don't discover yourself while you're single, my dear, sometimes some decisions are harsh. That's the truth. Because now when you know God's plan for your life, you have to know that this person has to go in alignment with what God has for me. You might not be going towards the same direction, like going, but you see, he, there's one part of it, one fragment must be in alignment with yours and yours with his. So, discover yourself. Surviving singlehood is one amazing book. 
I read. I I was so glued to that book that when that young man was calling me, I was I was, I was telling him, "Babe, say I cannot answer you right now." Say, so, "Hey, I know what you guys want to see. When you are reading, you cannot talk to me." I say, "No, babe, let me wait. Let me finish." So when I finish, I think the next day we started talking about. Wow. Say, so, "Hey, babe, tell me about the book." I said, "Ah." I said, babe, this is what happened. This is Femi. This is Lara. Oh. This is, he said, actually, we said everything about it because it was like two of us in the wow. book, like Lara and wow. Femi. So that's all. Wow. I said, hey, so nothing. That's time I left you that I went to the world and you left to the world. So, so God now had to do it all separately and brought us back in alignment. I said, it's our story, Sha. Wow. So you see, wow. that book was one thing that when we finished about it we prayed over some certain things that we needed to pray and it helped us so it's one thing that book please if you don't want to get the book because me i had to read it it's free me i took my time i said i I know this one is free let me read it so i read it from i did not stand up from that place even when my mother was i said mommy i cannot tell you right now let me finish first to tell you how important it was to me like okay fine this is true. Many people don't, don't, they are single like this. They say, I beg, I want to get married fast. No, wait. Mm. Discover yourself. No, mm. because you'll be longer married than you're mm. single. That's the truth. Wow. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. Woo. <laughs> no problem. Thank you, Francis. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, guys, you have it. All right, thank you very much. Guys, you have it. Feel free to share this podcast. Get to us. Share your reviews. Mm. Share your thoughts. Share your healing moments. And remember, like Sosa said, don't run away from God. Run to Him. If you find that you've made a lot of mistakes, run to Him. Today can be a new day for you. Yay. So, bye, guys. See you for the next podcast. Thank you. Thank you, success. Thanks. No problem. You're welcome.